Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, want to uh, give a shout out to our sponsors who help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you listen. Uh, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. While we still have yet to have a show in Cleveland, they've still been good to us for multiple years now. So we want to give thanks back to them. You can eat inside their dining room currently, socially distance, of course, and you can also order pickup or delivery from Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks also to Pollyanna DIY. We still have some pins from him. He's still got some uh, some things you can purchase, so support him while he's still in business, although we haven't even really talked to him, so we don't really know what business he's in. And uh, thanks to Smartmark Video, along with their merger with independentwrestling.tv. Smartmark Video, you can go to and find literally anything from the AIW archive that's ever been recorded. It's all there. Buy it on DVD or for digital download. And thanks, IWTV, you can now watch AIW pretty much whenever you want through a streaming service as well as other independent wrestling promotions. Sign up using the code ABSOLUTE and get a five-day free trial. And uh, Paul Greer Studios. We're, we're back in the studio. We are back in the Paul Back Greer, in the studio. Back in the Paul Greer Studio with the show brought to you by the mysterious benefactors, the Goldsteins. Well, okay. Well, not, Wait, not this month. Not yet. <laughs> Catch me up on why all of a sudden everybody has their name attached to this thing. It's private sponsors. Paul Greer Studio. You of all people. He made him. He made. He made a. Uh, yeah. A, a substantial donation. His name isn't in your living room anymore. Of all, of all people, I got a neon sign in my house. Yeah. This is Paul Greer. Oh, yeah. Where is? It? I mean, if I'm in the Paul Greer Studio, I should know. That. Of all we're, people, you know that money talks. We're under. Is this, is this like the football stadium where the one the field has a name and the stadium has a separate name? This is like the, 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 the Goldstein podcast in the Paul Greer Studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. It's like, I, uh, Apparently, I've been out of the loop for a while. So. We have not podcasted in person in seven or eight months. No, we have not. Yeah, this so. is the very first one. And I didn't month. bring this. I didn't bring the Paul Greer neon sign with me, but I assure you, right. it exists. This this is a special episode. This is the two hundredth episode of AIW. We weren't going to make a big deal of it, but so many of you wanted us to, and uh, one guest in particular on the show really wanted us to. So uh, we are always joined by AIW owner John Thorne. The Duke is here, who was adamant that he would be a part of this. Of course. The Rip City Yes, sir. Are in the Duke! I feel so sorry for those levels. Spiking the levels with everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Guy, your moderator. I'm doing this without headphones. I fr- I'm so unprepared. Thor- no headphones needed, baby. Thorne's working the knobs already. We're in big trouble. Is- Shooters are in the house. Uh, you know, I did reach out to... Uh, Studio sold out. Been a while. Been a while. Glad to be back. I heard there was an impersonation of me. Should we get that out of the way? Yeah, yeah. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. All right, we're good. It wasn't... A little cease and desist, Steve. It, it wasn't the first impersonation of you. I, I had done uh, another one previously on the show, but that was... I was used, rusty. This one used the catchphrases, though. My lawyer was not happy about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, we take oh. it to Iceman headbutts collective weekend. Swaggle was going to do a call-in, but he's busy traveling, so sleeping. he will not be here. He's sleeping. Hey, Swaggle, Swaggle. Sleeping. Hey, if you're listening, man, uh, how did the Rip City Shooters get to the Oshkosh territory, you know? A little AC Dub, <laughs> AC Dub. We're AC, ready. AC Dub, Wisconsin. We're ready, yeah. Wisco. We're trying to get to that Wisco territory. We're ready. 
Eddie Eddie Some Kingston Jack Cheese. Eddie Kingston wanted a Eddie phone Kingston. call during. <laughs> oh, but he but, knew the uh, shooters were going to be no, on. He's too run. scared. He's busy, he's busy he's watching the Giants. He's too scared. <laughs> the ketchup king. I mean, yeah. we could we could call him and see if yeah, he comes. Yeah, yeah. Ask, ask him why he ran to AEW to escape the shooters. <sighs> Come on, we're not even uh, five minutes in, guys. Let's we yeah. We got a lot to get. It's been a long time. Yourself. Been months. We got a lot to cover. This guy's got a microphone and he's still shouting. I don't uh, have my headphones. Who knows how this is sounding? Oh, right. So unprepared. It's just, it's just one long beep, I think. Zook, this this really came together because of you. You know that? Because you were... Oh, don't tell me that because it's going to go right to my head. You, Duke! Well, I mean, we... Duke! Duke John and I were Duke. talking. We were, gonna, we were going to do a 200th episode, but you were so... Uh, Adamant that you wanted to be a part of it when well, we were in Indianapolis. I mean, You're like, I gotta be. On it. it had to. We had to do. It's it's a milestone. You have to do something. Every every major entertainment Definitely. venue or vehicle when it reaches a milestone always has a clip show or a guest star spectacular yep. or something. You got You got to have something. This one snuck up on us. Two hundred, baby. We did. John, I recorded so many interviews when everything went into COVID that. We didn't really keep track of what we had. Yeah, I still haven't released them all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, wait for a wave, for a second wave to come, and then we'll, well release the rest. Also, we didn't release them because there was some a lot of technical difficulties. We were yeah. learning how to use the uh, the Squadcast software, and some of the uh, some of the stuff is just it, it did not pick up properly. It was, uh, you know, we did what we could. Did we do? We didn't do anything monumental for the hundredth episode. I don't think. I don't recall. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's just business 100, as usual. Hundred really isn't a milestone. It is, but it isn't. It is, I, mean, I mean, it's almost two years. Syndication, worth. baby. It's almost five, two it's, years. I thought it was five seasons. hundred episodes five money. seasons. I always thought it was five. I, seasons. I think it's hundred episodes. I always thought it was it had to have five seasons in the, in the can. Money. Is a hundred? Okay, yes, sir. So Be- then. Wh- should I check us out on uh, TNT at two o'clock in the afternoon? Let's then go. it was syndicated. I don't know. I, I I don't think I don't even think we can get them public right, access. King of Queens or a Cleveland show or something. King of Queens, classic. Doug Half. Yeah, yes, sir. Weird. Yeah, the two is pretty. Look, it's a big oh, deal. A lot oh, of yeah. a lot of shows don't make it to hundred. I know. Two hundred. That's we why took a lot of time off too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should have been to two hundred about six months ago, probably. But that's all right. It's fine. We're here. We're here now. The last man, the last podcast that I did about wrestling only made it to well, it was a few after a hundred, but episode hundred went all downhill from there. Uh, that's how we. I mean. <laughs> Roller coaster, baby. Some would argue that's what we're doing. <laughs> John Thor, do you do you remember recording the very first episode of this? Yeah, I do. And I mean, and that's that podcast you referred to is what kind of led it to that to that happening. Uh, I do remember that there used to be a, a real podcast studio we would go to. <laughs> there was. Yeah, we were a sponsor we found out of t- this show. I didn't even know that. Until we found out that the person that was in charge of producing the podcast was also secretly living in the podcast studio. <laughs> and It's the best kind, man. Yeah. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Come on. And that actually is what led to us to purchase all this equipment because we did not know... Uh, we didn't. We didn't know how we were going to ever do a podcast again because all we would do was we would just show up at this podcast studio and there'd be mics and we would just talk about whatever we were going to talk about. We would leave and then that was it. it the show would go up. Yeah, so, it was kind of random because you just like walk in and as soon as you walked in the front door, you were literally in the podcast studio. Yeah, you took like three steps to the left and sat in the chair and and that was it. That and was then, it. Like you, we just talked about whatever and we left and. It would just be like, okay, 
Here's the apparently you go upstairs and get the hot plate going and make some yeah, ramen no, and no and and produce the podcast. There was there was no upstairs, pal. Oh no, it was oh. all right there. Oh, okay, so we went behind the door and you drew know, drew the curtain shut, shook the mattress off, that plugged was in it. the hot plate, and it was ready to go. That was it. So uh, I I think I think we just rec- we might have just recorded one episode, maybe two episodes that day. I can't remember, and um, I don't know how many we got into. Before we had to make the we had to make the transition to learning how to self produce. Oh, but, I, I mean, I know, I know that answer thanks to my research and doing this. But we'll get there. But here is the very first words that you spoke on this podcast. Uh-oh. Well, you know, I'll be the first to admit, like every time somebody comes with a, like involved in wrestling comes out with a podcast, it's kind of like eye-rolling at this point, you know? What do you think? <laughs> eye-rolling are the podcasts at this point, John Thorne. I mean, it's even worse now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking all all these years later, and now it's so were you there's even more. continuing with the trend, improving the trend, or just trying to be part of the gang? What, 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 was, what was... You're shitting on podcasts while you're doing a podcast, so what, what was the goal here? Well, and I think... Well, I think Chandler explains it almost immediately afterwards, and if you have that clip. Yeah, he, see what he says here. Mr. Biggins. Uh, I definitely think that uh, tweeting something out, it's hard to read a tweet and then know the entire backstory. So I think this is going to be a way to be uh, transparent. And Heck, uh, definitely things happen in AIW. I don't think that could happen anywhere else. Uh, especially behind the scenes and uh, some of the mayhem and the mishaps, I think are going to lead to some good stories on here. I don't think he was wrong. Yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, I, so, so Definitely. essentially, you know, I know I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but uh, Mike Burns from smart Mark video really was the driving force in all this stuff happens to you guys. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, people assume it's the promoter's fault. Everyone like indie wrestling promoters were uh, very, very stereotyped uh, throughout the 2000s. But uh, a lot of the times things are out of everybody's control or a lot of it ends up falling on the wrestler. And Mike Burns suggested, hey, you know, maybe you guys do this and it's a way to provide your side of the story because, you know, a lot of things would go wrong in AIW that were yeah. out of our control. And, you know, we feared that eventually people were going to start saying like, oh, well, you know, this, you know, this like guy. If somebody cancels, it's automatically your fault. Right. Or yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. Which it's funny because that episode as well, if you listen back, is the very first glimpse we get into uh, what has become my job of talking John Thorne off a ledge when it comes to show days because it's recorded right after uh, a jaylet of that year and you just go into how you thought nobody was going to show up it was going to be a, a total disaster and everything was going to go wrong but thankfully there were people in the bleachers and sitting around the gym what year did this podcast start I don't even know man that's <laughs> Well, 2016. 2016 says 2016. Young Joshua Bishop, the greatest year of John Thorne's life, because he <laughs> met me. Oh, that hurt, dude. <laughs> That's like Jesus a, Christ. What, too, what's man. worse, that or a fist bump? So I think I had. I think he gave me a fist bump. Uh, 
at the we got one in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, and this knuckle is like displaced. Like I can't crack it anymore. Yeah. Oh. And then he threw a shirt at me that was not only wet, it was lit- it looked like it had just come out of the bottom of the ocean and he like throws it at me. He's like, Hold this. <laughs> I think I got some I think I got some Woo! tendon damage. He was he was moist on his way to the <laughs> ring. Trick. He was I didn't moist. Have a spray bottle, so I just had to dump a gallon on myself. That's exactly what you did. That sounds about right. Yeah, two thousand yeah, two thousand sixteen. Uh, this this so we, I was probably worried because Cavs, Cavs in the playoffs. Yep. That's the year they go the, on to win. Oh, remember that? Cavs in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. That is the year they go on to win. The Colin Indians Sexton were, will be back, brother. <laughs> okay. I think the Indians were at home as well. And, uh, you know, so you guys talked about that. And then the very next episode, you get into things, real greasy stuff. And that's the honky tonk man <laughs> likes to watch. Episode. Oh, God, that was episode two? That was episode two. Jumped right into it, didn't jumped we? Jumped right Holy into crap. it. Right into Hill it. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> It was I'm like, oh, well, this is what the show is going to all be about here and, and talking about Michigan. Uh, Duke, you came in, I'm trying to think. 12? 12 or 13. Or eight, somewhere in the teens was the first time I was on. There were a couple popular ones. Uh, people liked, oh, Aaron Bauer shows up in there talking about New Jack, which was a, a fun one. And, you know, you, you listen to the early on episodes and a lot of it's, I mean, it's, the, just the back and forth with Chandler. It, it's uh, it's again, it's bittersweet to sit back and, and listen to those. But uh, I had to film, I or film, I had to tape mine uh, with Johnny. Johnny was sitting in the in the on deck circle. Johnny oh, yeah, had a two double, guys, double, you guys double, did him afterwards. Johnny double had a two part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Johnny had a two part episode. You only got one. oh, I only got one part. But you know it. what? I know you've been on more. I mean, you've been I, on more. I, 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 all in all, I think I made out better on the deal than Johnny did. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you made more money than Johnny Duke. No, <laughs> no, no, I have not. I have not. It's all the merchandise that pushes them over the top. All the damn Johnny wrestling shirts. Yeah, they're all over the fucking place. I know. Dude, uh, did, you, uh, did you come on because you were getting ripped on so much in those first like dozen episodes? Not so much. I mean, I think they, they, they did, they, they talked about one of the many times they did and correct me if I'm wrong but I think this is why one of the many times they've done the various origin stories of certain things and or certain groups or certain people whatever else I came up and they were telling the story and of course Chandler being Chandler was spicing it up beyond belief and Thorne was just saying whatever negative about me he could say that whether it was true or not so I felt it necessary to come on and set whatever record I could straight so that that was the first time I came on. That's uh yeah, that pretty much it. here here's Duke is in here in studio Duke. to defend himself. Yeah, I am here to defend myself. He said he said hey, where is this movie? He at? said hey, hold on. He, he hold showed on. up he showed up to a independent wrestling show in the year 2000 and said, "Hey, I'm a 47-year-old man and I'm making a movie." <laughs> All right. I'll make it I'm making a movie about pro wrestling and I I need to uh I need to shoot some live shots in your ring in front of your <laughs> in front of your crowd. My name is The Duke. <laughs> okay. Five percent of that might be true. Now, before we get started, I just because since I'm going to get ripped on for the next thirty-five minutes, I'd like. You're to lucky s- this is only at under four. I know. Minutes. I'd like. To, <laughs> I'd like to start by saying something that has never been said on this podcast, and that is, I came straight from the gym. So let's just start there. You couldn't tell by looking at you. Oh yeah, you can. I am <laughs> ripped and glistening. Are you kidding me? Just- Duke. Ripped and glistening. Ripped and glistening. <laughs> not not one or the other, but both. <laughs> that was yeah. That was your your first appearance. Still haven't made it to the gym yet, have you? Me? Yeah. Oh, I had a good run pre uh, pre pre. You never had a good Nola. run pre Nola. Pre Nola. 
pre Nola, I was getting ready for I was getting ready for my big comeback. He was he was rolling there pre Nola. Yeah. That was you know what's funny is that was uh, a time where you guys were talking about being under like 30, 35 we minutes. Used to, that used to be a rule. We would go forty minutes or less. Yeah. For the podcast. But today we're going at least two hours. Oh my live god. Live for you. Live the people at home or in the car. Show. We get wherever the fuck you listen to the show at. I, we get to our window at prime time. A little bit of uh, AIW podcast trivia. Do you know the very first episode that went over an hour? I do not. It was when you guys traveled to Chicago with oh, and Col- Cole Cabana. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, we 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 recorded that in the studio apartment. Yeah, which, in the actual studio apartment. In the studio. I'll never forget that. And apartment. Uh, I remember Biggins kept doing that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Biggins was like, because Biggins is such, he was such a wrestling fan, and we'd known Colt for you know twenty years. He was. Marking the fuck out. He's like, we are in the studio apartment, dude. And Which like, is something he never would allow you to notice. That he would do it to me. Mark, right. he like, would do it to me. Well, he'd never do it like in the general public. He would never show that he was truly a mark. So, at this time, this is the one thing I specifically remember. At this time. Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa were doing unboxing videos all the oh, time yeah. Yeah. where they would like get stuff in the mail and they would unbox them. Yeah. And it was filmed at like this counter in Colt's apartment. And he was like, I got to take a picture right here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is where, this is where, and uh, I think Marty DeRosa used to call them like cardboard daddies, like the cardboard daddies that want to see them unbox their cardboard boxes. <laughs> He's like, this is, this is where the cardboard daddies want to be. <laughs> and he made me take a picture uh, of him at Colt's fucking un- like, is. and he acted like he was unboxing something. And like, <laughs> hey, you got any mail? <laughs> is there anything I can open yeah. for you while I'm here? Exactly. It was. It, I don't remember what the very next podcast was after that. But if you if you listen, it's uh, it is Biggins just still talking about how that that was probably the fewest words he would ever speak on a podcast because he was just looking at everything else inside of. Oh Colt's yeah, he was he was mesmerized. <laughs> It was uh, it was episode twenty two was was my very first one. Wow! As the moderator, so we sorry it, everyone. We only made it twenty one with uh, yeah with the GM huh? and 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 some of those uh, I think a couple of those were the already banked. Criminal? There were like two Grado episodes in there that were already Grado's banked. Were legends. Those the, ones were legendary. Yeah, they were possible to understand, yeah. but they were, they were great. <laughs> well, I remember taping Grado at that in there. Studio. Yeah, was he not there? Uh. No, you taped it there. I was not a part of it, but they were—they were already in the bank. So, like, we were—we didn't record for a little bit, you guys, and then because we had to learn, we had to figure had to out learn. how to do it. But you at least had yeah, that one nice, right? sitting there. There was only one week off uh, in between because you had the Grado one sitting there still. So you were able to release a second Grado podcast, and that filled time. And then, yeah, we recorded, and then you went on the road. Colt Cabana and DJ well, Z episode as well. That's how that's how we learned how to do it. I just said, Cabana, what do you have? What do I need to buy? And he showed us everything that he had, and we bought the exact same setup. Yeah, and uh, that was that was. And I I, it, I seriously just watched YouTube videos on how to work because I know nothing about technology at all. And judging by the condition of these microphone covers, I think they're still the ones you bought. They are. Ago. They, they are, are. Yeah. There is one extra one in the bag. Well, they've been so. in my trunk for seven months, and apparently something spilled on them. They were all wet when we pulled them out. <laughs> I, blame, I blame Brickster. Chandler Biggins, on, on that 
on that episode, you were explaining that, and uh, and you say, oh, we did a whole bunch of research on this, and then Biggins chimes in and goes, and by research, we said, Cole Cabana, what do you use? <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, he just Amazon Primed everything, and uh, we got the stuff in two days, and then Biggins, I think at training, he was like, here you go, figure it out. Yeah, so that that studio, the studio for episode 22 was a little office Kels. at Cal's. Nice. At Cal Crawls. I'm like, what? That was oh, probably wow, right when yeah. I started. That was probably right when where? I started. I'm like, Cal Crawls, the I'm school. I'm like, seeing you guys set up. We had to school up. there for a little bit. I don't even know where that is. It's gone now. It's gone now, yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he. Brook Park, yeah. Oh, oh, the, the MMA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That right. was sweet. That was sweet. But I remember that first like that front park. room. I remember yeah. I would see you guys setting up, and I was like first starting training. Oh no! I like, yeah, I was there once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It was, and he was he was getting ready to move at the time, so we knew we weren't going to be staying there. But we didn't have. Yeah, he like so, like he like merged his business with Old School Iron. Yeah. So we recorded a couple episodes there, and then eventually he was onto the John Thorne. Cal Crawl, I believe. Uh, now he is a striking trainer at the Strong Style MMA gym. Uh Going backwards a little bit, Josh Bishop did not appear on an episode, but was mentioned for the very first time on the Teddy Hart episode. Uncle Teddy! (laughs) As uh, Josh number two. Uncle Teddy! Who's Josh number one? Uh, Oh, Singh. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. They they don't show movies anymore, so I forgot about it. Uh, Love you, Josh Singh. When I first started, I don't think he's listening. <laughs> when I just first started, discovered my bases. Biggins would just have me do Singh's offense because originally I was going to be just the new Josh Singh, and off, off the DCR program, so I just rip four uh, fifties all the time Sweet. at Cal's. So we had the just tank. Hit, true or false? True or false? You still got a four fifty in the tank? Oh, I got a few four fifties in the back pocket, <laughs> saving them for a rainy day. Teddy, the nice. Teddy Hart episode, maybe I don't know about any 450s. <laughs> the Teddy Hart episode was one of those first early ones that really made uh, fans quickly. Like spread the news of the AIW podcast because everything that you guys were talking about was, was so ridiculous. To Josh being, uh, I should have gone. Almost groomed. I should have gone. <laughs> Eighteen year old. One of the lines I loved was uh, Teddy Hart wanting you to use his ID yeah. at the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> he just tussled my hair and said, "We're good to go." He said, it "Looks just like me." <laughs> You're gonna be Teddy Hart's young boy? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. He wanted them to yeah, move oh, yeah. there. He wanted me to move with him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I don't know. I don't, we had a great conversation. We had a great talk. You think he's got GI Friday? You think he's got an extra bunk in that county jail he's in right now? Oh, come on, man! It's not. <laughs> come on, man. don't kick him while he's down, Thorn. I'll kick him. Well, that's what Thorn does with those pointy yeah. boots he just got. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice. and then there was the whole, obviously, the whole great debate which uh, riled Chandler up about whether Teddy Hart had really been it injured was or not. I would say it was real. I will say that Riling Chandler up was one of the yeah. easiest things oh my in the God. world. So yeah. So Teddy Teddy infamously was known for pulling that trick. But I will say that uh here's a little name drop. I was at dinner with Tyson Kidd um and Kurt Hawkins when WWE was in town and Tyson Kidd brought it up to me and he did say that uh to his knowledge Teddy actually did for the first time ever Injure his ankle, and that was a real deal. I thought we had it, visual confirmation. Wasn't it? Looks like oh, it was. I just wanted to chime in with what Biggins was saying at the beginning about the Twitter and the stories. Yeah, I remember listening to this podcast, and then I saw a Twitter picture of the ankle. The, the, yeah, Thorne took the yeah, picture. You know what I mean? Huge. So it's like cool to like what Biggins was saying. Because Thorne, Thorne sent. I mean, if you listen, go back and listen to the episode. It's hilarious because Thorne tells him, tells you know, sends the message to Biggins, and Biggins is sitting there. 
talking, still talking about how he must have gotten special effects makeup (laughs) to make his ankle look bruised and swollen. (laughs) He's going to go to all that trouble. (laughs) And Thor said that they had a a nine-day argument over Teddy Hart. Oh, yeah, we were arguing. I said, I I don't know, man. I I think it's legit, man. I don't know. And uh, he wouldn't let it go. Uh, the next the next fan episode that people really enjoyed was a uh, Laredo kid going to build a bear, and he's lost. Yeah, yeah. Lost at, where's he at? At Tequila Jacks. Did he also go to? Was that they also? He was always Caesars? he was always missing. Always missing. Yeah, that he didn't go. To, that wasn't Little Caesars that day. Oh, yeah, he went to a pizza him? spot. Isn't it Adam Cole? <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Yeah, it was Adam, yeah. Adam Cole, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why he's been missing, dude. One of the best things I've heard Aaron Bauer oh, yeah. say. It was great. commentary. Yeah. You're telling me Laredo Kid was Adam Cole all along? <laughs> but there was not just the Laredo Kid, but there was uh, another weird story that came out of uh, that day of uh, another popular podcast member from AIW, but he's... He's not here because we don't know what. He's Adam Cole, too. We don't know what condition he's in, but here's this. Anyways, we hear this alarm going off, and we're like, is somebody breaking into a car or something? And it was in the back where the workers park their cars, and it is just going on and on and on, sirens and sirens. Uh, we discovered that he didn't even know he had this, but it's an anti-theft alarm that almost every car has, that if you shake a car so violently, it goes off. It's not a car alarm, per se, <laughs> But, uh, Do you think that may be also like an earthquake alarm yeah, of some probably. sort? Yeah, <laughs> like it would, it would go off in an earthquake, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know anything about cars. This is what I was told by a mechanic on site. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in our auto body. It's a mechanic on site. I mean, a mechanic at the show, and he explained this to me. Another good job if you're a student is to be a mechanic because uh, myself and Chandler Briggins don't know anything about uh, cars. Uh, we once had, Portia Perez once had to fix our radiator fluid. Yeah, because I don't know anything about that shit. Oh, it's the rad fluid. So what you're saying is that car was shaking tremendously, and the alarm went on. And he didn't—he didn't stop. He was just railing away like a freight train. Be, uh, no, you know, pardon the pun, man scout. But the freight train is coming down the track, and the alarm is going off, and it doesn't stop because he doesn't think it's his car. He thinks you know another car in the parking lot is. So what he's what he's referencing there is uh, a certain AIW member was getting it on in their car. Having their, relations, having <laughs> relations in, in the Jeez. in the worker parking lot. The carnal knowledge in the parking lot. And the car alarm went off, and, and nobody knew. What was. Tequila Jacks. <laughs> and he just kept what a going. venue. It was, what happens? What happens at? What's up? What we were uh, so two so two things before we move on to the next thing. Who knows what it's called now? Sunny. <laughs> two things. One. Uh, Laredo Kid, right before, <laughs> right before COVID hit, Laredo Kid was getting locked in to make a big return to all the upcoming AIW dates. That's uh, true, yeah. Unfortunate, un- unfortunate circumstance. Well, he was going to come back, and then he signed on to do some weird reality show. Yes. Mexican Ninja Warrior. Mexican Ninja Warrior. Or something like that. I don't know. And uh, then... Uh, uh, forget it. I'm not going to say it. It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Also, Tequila Jacks was under new ownership. I forget what the fuck it was called, but they, whoever the new owners were, they were heavily courting AIW to make a return to the Mentor on the Lake area. You try to talk me into buying Tequila Jacks. 
<laughs> you should have buy a bar, didn't you? I, well, nah, I thought about it. They probably still got the Halloween decorations up, so you're probably, probably good so, for this season. As long as I can keep that super friendly staff, then we'll be <laughs> all right. Sonny, that was in, in, uh, in that same episode, Chandler Biggins described them as being the 90-minute appetizer venue or something. Oh, dude. <laughs> he was hot they about make, that. They make knacks look like the, the greatest staff in the world. Yeah. And, uh, dude, you should buy class. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, the, the, then the next big one after that, we talk about uh, the Double Dare Tag Team Tournament. The three of us all had uh, basically shit days going into it. And uh, one favorite line because John Thorne you got broken up with leading into the double dare tournament. Biggins goes Biggins Yeah I mean I've been with Thorne through I don't know how many girlfriends now? Hundreds I think probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I I had lost my job the day of I think and then um I think Biggins had it's a cursed weekend. Pass away or something in his family. I hung yeah. out with my boys, the headhunters, all day. And and that that Josh Bishop is a great segue. Dude, that's what I meant. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> hey, John. Good morning. This is Everton. to Manny. Hey, when you get a chance, could you um, hit me up, man? I would like to talk to you. Jeez. Is that is that the initial message when you found out head, eventually Headhunter One was in prison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not prison, jail. Oh, jail. jail. Well, it was jail. the same thing. I mean, that was in Headhunter. A couple more guards, I guess, in prison. I don't know. Headhunter Two, Manny let John Thorne know that he was a professional, and uh, that was that was a very the Double Dare tournament was a two part episode they came out of the airport painted up ready to rock they did they yeah, it was <laughs> fucking so weird because i remember they were late to the show because they weren't ready yeah. when yeah. their music played but they were ready when they came out of the yeah. airport they no. the how'd airport. they get through tsa no no they painted up in the airport they told me to wait or whatever and they were gonna come out because the show already started that's so they got moved to the, the main event remember oh yeah and they came out in their full gear and everything they just had towels over their head to like protect from the fucking paint dude and they just came i was like holy fuck what the fuck is this shit their like, music's playing one's going <laughs> in the bathroom one's ripping it Eater. Yeah, like, hey guys, your music's on. Yeah. He just waves to me as he's going into the bathroom. Yeah. And then the next day, we're at a sushi or at a Japanese buffet for like three and a half hours. It was Fuji, right? Fuji <laughs> in Pharma Heights or Seven Hills or something. Yeah. <laughs> By that Planet Fitness. Oh, no, <laughs> they knew. They knew. They're like, hey. We need someone to take us to Fuji Buffet. We found Fuji Buffet. <laughs> like they looked it up. I, I guess they're big on Yelp or something because they they knew where the go where they wanted to go. People, I mean, that was that was another episode in that that first year. I think it was still of episodes that uh, really made the AIW podcast popular because people were like, "What the fuck is this headhunter deal?" And we're talking about them. Uh, what they thought that. They thought Nax was a part of their pay. Didn't we have to pay the bill? Oh, oh yeah, because they, they thought they were there for a signing. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were there for a autograph signing, so they expected free food to, for their appearance. Yeah. Huh. I also think that time in Nax might have been the first time Thorne dumped the Sandman beard out my face. That's quite possible. That's, yeah. that's very possible. Yeah. It was, it was a time. That was... I don't know. That whole episode was just ridiculous. You have ripping heaters in the locker room and everything. And uh, I might have to bring them back. 
He got their gear. Guys, yeah. nothing to wear. Yeah. What's the guy gonna wear? Nothing to wear now. John's big purchase. Check it out on Patreon. <laughs> Hashtag Patreon. Uh um, and the paywall. More more uh AIW trivia. The very first AMA question. Favorite sandwich from Melt. That was a question? That was the question. They want to know what, what the favorite sandwich for you, me, and Biggins uh, would be at Melt. Parma, Italy, brother. I think that's I probably what that's I want. that's what you said. Yeah. Not anymore, though. They changed it. Isn't oh. it like a dude? It's like the meatball or... The dude abides? Yeah. Yeah. So they changed it because now, now that they have chicken tenders, now instead of doing a like a breaded chicken breast... Yeah. They just put two chicken fingers on the on the chicken sandwiches, and I don't think that that's that, like, that good. I don't like loose chicken. Yeah, on my chicken. yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Like canes, I don't, that shit. Get that shit out of here. I don't like I that. I was gonna go the other. No, uh, that canes uh, sandwich. It's like just those oh. loose tenders, and you always one falls out. I walked. I was on my walk, and I went there. And they oh no, restaurants closed. You got to go through drive through. <laughs> Come on, like, dude. For a pandemic, man. dude. Yeah, Biggins. Biggins uh, went down. Went down the list of the specials of the month. Those were his favorites at Melt. And I had the, really? the one time we had. The, it was when they had the Gremlins thing, and I had. You want to go after this? Like it was some kind of chicken sandwich on a waffle or something. You want to go like after that. this too? Biggins uh, favorite. Uh, really? Biggins used to always want to do business talks at uh, either a diner, yeah. so we can do chicken noodle soup, or Melt, because he loved going to Melt. And his favorite sandwich. I don't even have to listen. His favorite Melt. Uh, special monthly sandwich was the Charge It to the Underhills. It was a country <laughs> fried steak Whew. sandwich. It was only available for two days. <laughs> he talked about that for until the day he died. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was his favorite sandwich. <laughs> bring it back, Melt. Bring Get on the back. Twitter. Tell him to bring back the Charge It to the Underhills uh, sandwich. Charge It to Biggins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as as we carry on in. AIW podcast folklore. We go to episode thirty-three, and uh, jeez, we're only on thirty-three. We're gonna be in for a while. Yeah, we but step it up. You better listen, skip around, brother. I'll, I got bets well, to make. Yes, sir. This this was the birth of AIW after party uh, uh -oh. podcast stories, Whew. and uh, the I'm birth of just skip right over this one. <laughs> yeah, the birth of Kenny Wang. Oh. May Halls. I heard he person. moved away. Yeah, he's he a missing person. Yeah, he lives like in, in Texas or something. Yeah, uh, I thought the, Florida. The, the, or the Dugans maybe, were talking yeah, about him. Yeah, in that's Indianapolis. what they told me too. They were telling me that in Indianapolis. Yeah, he rolled down there, but uh, John Thorne going crazy, being drunk, and and starts sabuing people with chairs. Well, I I had a rough day that day. My uncle, I went to my uncle's funeral that day. Yes, was that at Mahal's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Kingston and and Swaggle were riling you up. That was the uh, the first time. Per usual. You want to talk about it, or you want to fucking be about it? it you gonna jump out this fucking window or not? That and then you started the big, Sabu wow. and Kaplan. That was the big quote. The whole story <laughs> was, was the one when Kenny Wang ate, ate all the ginger. No, no that that was, that that was, was new Kenny Wang. Oh, that's Kenny himself. too. Yeah. All right. New Kenny. No, this Adam Owens. Ranger Owens. We were upstairs and we were watching. Was it a Rousey fight? Yeah, Rousey's last UFC yeah. fight. Her last UFC fight, yeah. yeah she got on a smoked. big screen they had for us upstairs. But not as smoke as Eddie Case would get if he ever crossed the shooters again. <laughs> okay. Always working. Always, always. But yeah, so, and then Thorne. Kenny was, Wang was saying something about how he wanted to jump out the window. He like, said that he could land hours. because there was like an overhead. Oh, yeah. Or he said he could do it safely. He and I said, said do could, it. This was up 
like a second level. Yeah. Not, not yeah. the bar level, but no. yeah, level probably like, there. A, like a private apartment upstairs. Oh, okay. Probably like a 20 or 30 foot Moore drop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was saying that he could do it safely and he kept saying it and we thought Thorne was asleep the entire time. But then Thorne just wakes up and screams, you're going to talk about it? You're going to be about it? Pulls the suspenders off that he oh, had. Because yeah, I had a suit on. Her ankle straps came down. Her ankle straps came down. I had a suit on. Because I had a suit on. I was at a funeral. <laughs> straps yeah. are down. Throws chairs at By this me. time, it's 2 a.m. I still got the suit on. <laughs> Did he jump out the window? No. no he was no, fucking no. talking about it. He didn't be so about it. he was it. not about it. <laughs> Thorne no. was angry. He wasn't about it. Thorne was angry that he wasn't about it. So Thorne just started throwing chairs at people. Some lady was sleeping in a bedroom up there that we didn't know existed. Came out, yelled at us. Oh, Jesus. And uh, yeah, uh, tried to try to F5 weird body on the main floor once we moved down there. I gave him an airplane spin. There's, yeah. a, pic, there's a photo of that I somewhere. Not F5 weird body. No, I, I gave him an Olympic slam. Too. Yeah, I had him in yeah. the, I had him in the airplane spin in the bar. Almost hit his head on a pillar. There's a photo of that somewhere. Yes, there is. It was it was thus yeah, thus well. setting the tone for after party. Clearly, yes. Podcast. Mahal's was just no rules. It, no. really, it, was, it quickly became rules, though. Yeah, once it, which sucked. We lost our, like, connect there. Yeah, which sucked. Yeah. We started getting yelled at. mad at me because I was trying to steal a bicycle from out front. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, that, like, place, got, that place gets weird. <laughs> fucking rules. Like at night. That place got really weird. No rules. Remember that There's time Swaggle smashed that glass when he fucking headbutted that? He headbutted to go yeah, into the bowling area. He that glass because he wanted to bowl and they wouldn't let him because it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He headbutted the glass. Yeah. Dickens was screaming at him. <laughs> there was a guy like vacuuming the rug up there. Josh, I remember Swaggle... I believe it was Swaggle. He came down with a bowling ball and started rolling yeah. them into the bar. <laughs> yeah, because he was pissed off. <laughs> he was pissed because he couldn't they bowl. Closed the bowling alley. So then he went to the room where the bowling balls were and just started grabbing them. He started whipping them. In, he started whipping them into the bar of people. <laughs> I, I had to I had to take them from him because he was trying to. He decided a good idea would be to put one in a toilet. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. No, no. So he never did. But then, like a somebody month, did. Yeah. This that was like a month later when we were back there, but he wasn't on the show. There was ended up being a, a so. What I'm gathering from this is it's all Mahal's fault yeah. because yeah, what you just said was when yeah. we were back there. They yeah. could have said never come back, but <laughs> no. they didn't. So I blame Mahal's. It's because they put those restrictions on us. And okay, so we can't be chained. Yeah, dude. Listen, if someone says don't do this, you're gonna want to fucking do it. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not. Like me. I said, I'm, I'm a bad example. Right. <laughs> I've kind of outgrown that. It was Mahal's was also responsible. Yeah. Duke, when you got a few fucking Millers in you and you're hitting that fucking chest pump, you know no one can tell you you can't fucking do anything. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll sign off on yeah. that. Yeah, Mahal's after partying also responsible for then eventually we end up with the podcast Gringo Loco being being dead for seven minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Well, no Gringo, no Gringo, <laughs> Gringo, Gringo Loco got arrested and he had to use a cop's phone on Facebook chat to get us to go get him. He. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he got arrested for uh, for indecent exposure because he's pissing outside. He's probably taking a piss outside. Yeah. Remember, remember we were in fucking New Orleans. It was me, you, and Gringo. And uh, how's his theme song go? He went into the bathroom and we got the DJ to play his theme song. And when he came out, he put the shades on. He did his whole entrance. Into the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Bourbon Street. We also had uh, DJ Z DJed at Mahal's. Oh yeah, we have to party and DJ Gear Bear. D- oh yeah, yeah, Gary, he got on the ones and twos. Got on the ones and twos. Like DJ ran on Nitro at the end. <laughs> we had uh, there were some Who good. Was that giant black dude? That was swole. Swole. Yeah. 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 We had to, uh, Mahal's. Mahal's really set the tone. 
for the after for for the after party template that we were to sell to to sell for more money down the line. The problem the problem with Mahal's was when we go to Nax. Yeah, it wasn't us. Or it was when the we go with to other places, it's pretty much the place is dead. Yeah. And then we get there, and it's everybody that we know is there, and maybe like two townies, sure. and then yeah. they leave because they're just like overwhelmed. Mahal's was all about their crowd that the regulars their crowd their normal crowd that they get and they just were not thrilled that we were there yeah still got paid though <laughs> yeah they did, that's a hell of a dramatic pause right there they did eventually they give us like had a burp coming up still got paid. these white claws are uh, <laughs> a little rough go down this early in the afternoon lemon. who drinks lemon this I don't know Monday I got a lemon white a claws. I got a lemon white <laughs> claw Monday. Coffee talk, Danny. I mean, last time we were really. Uh, it's my last time drinking. I'm. I gotta get ready in case I gotta. In case I gotta strap the boots on at the collective. Uh, zip them up. Zip them up. You mean? You want me to do double duty? Thumping after I smoke justice, smoke you in the dog collar. Right? <laughs> oh, I might. Oh, I might. I might leave the collective as the absolute champ, brother. Okay. Why? This is be skipping around. White claws did lead to uh, a, a fun series of AIW podcasts oh, on the 4th of July yeah. the cookout yeah. oh yeah that was a I rough one Dr. Dan yeah we're getting back in the Patreon game now that uh, it's more comfortable to get people together new you, show shoot with the shooters it's coming soon I didn't I did not uh, I did not download the clip that's one that I lost but uh, John Zorn getting angry at all the young kids for their screaming drunk Dr. Dan was a big problem. It was a little bit too much. Yeah. Drunk, cookout. drunk, doc- drunk doctor. His three hairs were all akimbo yeah. on his head. Yeah, it was terrible. You said drunk doctor Dan was a big problem. Drunk doctor Dan is always a problem. <laughs> Every time he's drunk, he's a problem. Listen, this. When he's not drunk, he's pretty helpful. <laughs> but when he gets you get a couple, you get a couple Titos in him, and he just he, he starts he starts giving you starts giving you the fucking he starts giving you the two hands up, you know. Oh yeah, he was all mad because he allegedly maybe thought he got a girl pregnant and she arrived with. <laughs> oh yes, that's she, right. she, she, Can we be talking about this? This is a while back, and she arrived with a uh, a former AIW tag team champion that was no longer in the company. Doctor Dan was a little jealous. Kept saying, "I kept trying to sell him a girl's night out on our poster." Because right. off air, I'm going to need details. <laughs> Doctor Dan was trying to uh, trying to pregnancy part, but I don't remember who it was. Doctor Dan was trying to assert dominance over this uh, former AEW tag team champion to let him know he still worked for the company he, and he was in the crowd. <laughs> but and by working and by letting him know he worked for the company, he was trying to sell him an autograph poster. <laughs> he also just got black after all. Yeah, yeah he's very jealous. That was that was the first time. Dr. It's pre relationship, Dan. You know, the first time he ever Wild. slapped me was that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, just walked up what, to is me. That, is that uh, the fourth rule? Yeah. If first you don't work, I slap you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> just walked right up to me. Just slapped me for no reason. I mean, we also had a uh, worldwide drunk podcast that will forever live in infamy. Oh, the fucking uh, shitty gas station vodka at the beach all day. Yeah. <laughs> that one. That was. That was episode fifty two. That was at my old apartment. That was at my old apartment. That was episode fifty two wow. one year of podcasting. That's the one year that's the one year anniversary. That was the one year oh. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. That was a day. And then world I was like, okay, I'm gonna go drive home. And I was like, What? <laughs> that was uh and you hear weird body in the background just screaming at him. I love that like oh, I, was, I was actually there. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there for that. I that's my favorite thing. No, 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 it was at my place. It was my apartment. Right when he was getting ready to move, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, the, my favorite thing about the Weird World dynamic is how Weird Body, who is at least 10 years younger, always acts as if he is, like, the responsible the adult. And, like, come on, man. Come on, dude. He's the Tim White to Worldwide's Andre the Giant. Worldwide says multiple things that he shouldn't and you just hear Weird Body in the background. You can't say that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes off. Uh, still to this day, a favorite episode of people is was when you and Biggins and I read uh, emails. Oh, brother, that is uh, that one got us a lot of heat ski. I got a couple lawsuit threats on that one. I I have. I hope you got some bleeps prepared. I have, I have a clip with name redacted, so every time this clip goes silent, it's because a name is said that well we can't we can't air. But uh, this I might have took this one. I might have took this one. Down. Oh, I guess I didn't because you got the clips. Yeah, no, man. This is this is up. To, this is still up. But this is uh, this is from the episode entitled Texas Oil Tycoon. No, never. Episode so thirty-eight. We go backwards again. Oh, we're going backwards. We go backwards. Yeah, well, for good reason here. Here's here is uh here's Biggins reading this this email of someone well inquiring about a a wrestler. Biggins went through and found every shitty email we ever got. Having uh, financial problems, we never respond to these investors. Well, you yeah, never obviously. respond to the investment opportunities. No, and this is a big one. We should be Shark Tanking these motherfuckers. Absolute <laughs> intense wrestling. Please have t- give me a call. My name is Mr. Sibler. Tell her we could become friends, and I could give her the following: millions, billions, and trillions of dollars. I have Texas oil city development properties. My cell phone number is B. What is cell number? I can prove to you and her that all this money will be. And I can show. When she meets me in person in Miami, Florida, I can give her deeds, contracts, proof I own and control all these Texas businesses. Texas. Texas oil tax. like the email I got from my cousin who's a Nigerian prince that just died. I also have city development properties all... Excuse me. I also have proof from a Swiss banker. His name is Mr. Corner. Claudio? From a UBS <laughs> bank in Switzerland. He misspelled it horribly. Well, I think that's how they spell it with the bank. I don't know. Continue. That his bank is willing to give me $50 million dollars in an offshore account in my name. I will then put $50 million in name when she agrees to become friends and meets me in Miami, Florida. Million. Do you have any video of being knocked out by a fat female wrestler? Do you have any video footage of with blood all over her face? I would like to watch this. Also, this is making me feel really good about sending her to Miami now. Yeah, they just want to. He just wants to be friends. Also, do you have ever wrestling male wrestlers? Also, can I have access to watch all of Amber Van Buren's videos? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of this girl. She's one of the Van Buren's of the president. The Van Buren boys. Especially the one where Amber is knocked out cold 
by Vanessa Craven, which I think he means Vanessa Craven. Oh, but he's got a real fetish. Shout out to Vanessa Craven. I love her. He really likes his women knocked out. Yeah. Also, do you have any video footage of a female wrestler named Miss Thatcher? <laughs> Who likes the women knocked out? This guy or Thorn? I, 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 I couldn't tell. Whoa, come on. Oh, sorry. You still got that number? I'll give him a call. The Texas Oil Titans number? I it's in Chandler's email account. I have access to all of uh, Chandler's old emails. Mr. Sizzler or Sibbler or whatever. <laughs> Mr. Sibbler. Like These were emails. He's probably on LinkedIn. Sure half the stuff in Texas has his name on it. Right. Emails and Facebook messages that AIW has received over the years. Ooh, there's one on there. There's one on there I wish we would open. I don't know if we could talk about it. Rest in peace. Oh. Grandmaster Sexy. Well, that's a different one. I yeah. still I still never opened up that uh, that Brian Christopher. Oh, message, yeah. Where yeah. He, was, he was trying to come in for a full-time run. <laughs> still my un, uh, my unopened uh, Rest in peace. Messages. But that, uh, that podcast got us into a lot of trouble for that message in particular, because uh, people weren't happy with us. Lawsuits. Like you wrote it. I mean, yeah, yeah it look, pretty I got, I got a couple. I, I got a couple C and D threats like on that one. Sibler. Yep. Got a couple. Uh, <laughs> got a couple. Got a couple legal threats in the text messages after that one aired. Mm. And there's also, uh, you know, we go into uh, Chandler's kind of final episodes. Uh, a lot of it, we had we had a Shaner Baszler sit down, and then of course the sit down with Tom Dunn. When Tom Dunn learns for the very first time that uh, Biggins had a sock full of quarters because he thought Tom was Dunn there, was going to murder that, him. That was at a uh, indie that no longer exists. CWE from the uh, from the Youngstown area. Biggins uh, thought Biggins and Tom Dunn. I know they get into it on that episode, and if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you go back. But they had like. A episode. five or ten year feud. I don't know how long, but it was a long feud, and uh, they <laughs> they were at each other's throats uh, yeah. on uh, various message boards and social media platforms at the time. And Biggins thought that they were gonna uh, eventually throw down, and Biggins would always say that he's he was only ever in one fight ever in his life in like the eighth grade or something, and he. Knocked, he knocked the guy out and flipped him over a table or something. <laughs> and uh, he uh, didn't know what Tom Dunn was going to do. So he literally had a sock full of quarters in <laughs> uh, in his pocket. And I'll give Biggins had balls. Biggins wouldn't just talk shit from a distance. Yeah. He'd talk shit right to, uh, right to the faces. Because he, I think he thought he always had back. <laughs> I think. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, that was that's episode fifty eight is the Tom Dunn one that Thor was talking one. about. Yeah, that is this final one that we had recorded. Um, I mean, a lot of people appreciate how transparent we were with that situation because you know we had multiple episodes giving people updates on on his health and everything else. Um, and and you know we had talked about the funeral and. Uh, so I will I will say I think and I know that we've talked about this before but I think that once he passed away we did lose listenership because I think people did not want to continue on this journey knowing what happened it was kind of like an out of sight out of mind thing yeah you know what I mean because uh, our listens like our listens listenership was way higher you know yeah it was I mean. I would say five times more 
in those first 58 episodes than than it is now. Although the episode in which we talk about everything that happened to him, that's the most listened to episode in AW podcast history. Wow. It's uh it was a surreal thing. You know, that's one of the things that this this podcast has conveyed over the years this whole time. It's we've had fun stuff, but we've always been open and honest with everything that we've gone through as a company and it's uh well i think i i think that the people that have stuck around for the whole journey i think they appreciate that you know wrestling is built on lies you know what i mean the whole concept of pro wrestling is built on lies and manipulating the marks you know and all that stuff but uh you gotta i think people appreciate that we give them the honest story you know we don't give away everything that happens but we tell people honestly if something goes wrong or something goes right or whatever they get legitimate feedback on it on this podcast and i think people do appreciate that that we do we don't go out of their way to insult their intelligence yeah and uh you know other than when we talk about the duke all that is 100 (laughs) percent. oh that's all accurate all accurate yeah you know there's 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 no debate on that, but uh, you know other topics they could be up for debate if you don't talk about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot there's a lot in wrestling that is left to the imagination, and I think people appreciate when we do dive a little deeper into stuff. And there's Personally, one thing that's not going to be left to the imagination, oh boy. and that's that in 2021, at some fucking point, John Thorne, <laughs> me and you are locking horns in a dog collar match. Okay. Wow. I got a lot of people that want a lot of matches with me, and I'm sitting right between them both. Dude, Yuki, you, you already bailed you want on it? ours. You already bailed on ours. Large, but anyway, bro, we got to get the we got to get the. Personally, boat. I think. Oh, I don't like well, the large. You do the. Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, you tell people stuff whenever else. I think it creates a very very entitled fan base, and I, I think our fans are way too entitled to certain things that they shouldn't know about. You think they get too much information? I think they do. I think they do. Like what? Uh, just in, I'm not talking specifics, just in general. The Duke, I think. the Duke did text me. He says, I give away a little bit too much in the Discord chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, personally, that's what I think. But it's not my company. So what do I care? What do I care? But you don't have to type those things in the Discord yeah, chat. Yeah, Dukey. I don't. That's <laughs> he all said I do. I do. He oh, said I, you do. He yeah. says, I'm oh. too transparent in the Discord chat. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's just you know real. what? They're just extremely open. There are, I know. And, I, and, I, and there's something to be said for that. But I think it does create, like, f- fa- quote unquote, fans think they're. They just they lose sight of the fact that they're fans. Yeah, uh, there, I, there are moments that I could agree yeah. with you on that. I could see that. Uh, like they expect to be told, "Oh, well, what you know, this booking decision or this whatever or this that or this that." And it's like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Before we go too far, um, I just want to. I'm going to play some. Can't can't give away the whole recipe like a fucking stovetop fucking box, right? <laughs> I, hey, man, stovetop's delicious. Yeah. yeah. The so 58 being, being Chandler's last episode. I think he gets all that money, dude. He just eats fucking TV dinners. <laughs> stovetop. rice aroni. Oh, my God. The San Francisco treat. <laughs> he, he said, you know, he just, uh, just reminded me of when he said rice aroni. One of the, one of my. Uh, I think it's disgusting, just for the record. One of my favorite early on moments uh, being the moderator on the podcast is you getting mad at Chandler because he calls him, he used to call it macaroni's. Oh, and macaronis cheese. and cheese? <laughs> <laughs> macaroni and cheese sucks. No, but Chandler would say macaronis. I, I like Kraft macaroni oh. and cheese, but Ew. Biggins, 
plural, like he yeah, pluraled yeah, yeah. macaronis and cheese. Yeah. I mean, there's mo- more than one. Right. Yeah. That was his argument. Yeah. yeah. But you're like, no, it's the type of noodle. It's I macaroni saw, noodles. I saw the a noodles tweet or something. I don't know where I saw it the other day, but it was like talking about like road trip eating or something. I don't know what I saw about it, but, and it, Biggins and I probably discussed it in one of those first 58 episodes, but I hated when Biggins and I would go on a road trip because he would always get a hard boiled egg from the gas station. <laughs> oh my God. What? And like that, like, like lots of foods gross me out. As I discuss a lot on this podcast, but he would just be eating a fucking hard boiled, hard boiled egg. Like it was an ice cream cone, just like driving one elbow out the window, just taking a rip off the fucking hard boiled egg. And like hard boiled eggs not smell good. Yeah. No, and like, it's like you could get any snack in the world, and you're getting the gas station hard boiled egg, and uh, he would do that l- literally every single road trip we ever went on in history of knowing each other. He would get a hard boiled egg. Would you have preferred that he uh, had breaded mushrooms? The Buddy yeah, Landell, the bad. Buddy Landell favorite. Shout Buddy Landell, shout out to Landell. Lemon drops for Landell. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, speaking of that, I. The where we did the lemon drops for, for lunch with Buddy Landell, Brooklyn Rockney's closed down. R.I.P. Man, oh, legendary man. spot. Oh. I ate there once. I always thought it was my friends. No, no. So to my friends. He is got the, the breaded, spot. He got the breaded mushrooms at my friends. Okay, okay. You can't get lemon drops at, at my friends. Hey, no, they got some, they sell alcohol. There. Yeah, there's some guys back there. Yeah, yeah I was there. They have a bar. Uh, if you're on the left, is side. it really, dude? I was there the other night, and this dude what a was fucking. Idea for a 24 hour diner. No, sell can, no, can sell them. All yeah, yeah. Night. I was there the other night, and this dude was like, "I need some wine. Like, I need some wine." They're like, oh. "Yeah, I think they just maybe beer and wine or something." No, I was there like, a, I don't know, probably like fucking ten or whatever the fuck. Shit's closed down, like eleven o'clock or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, we can't sell it to you after." And this dude was fucking. We're gonna goes, "I need wine. I need some red wine." And so he was like fucking slamming the table. It's like, dude, chill. The was it fuck. you? No. Oh no! This dude is. I'm it just, was intense. Yeah, yeah. cool in there, getting a mile high. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I got uh, you. Yeah. But when signature, when Buddy Landell did the lemon drops, it was at lunch at Rockney's. Okay. Uh, me, Biggins, Buddy Landell, and Drew Cordero of Beyond Wrestling. <laughs> Buddy Landell was quite a character, dude. I like. I think about that a lot, and how like. That time in my life, I did not appreciate that, like, Buddy Landell was sleeping at my house. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I didn't really know that much about him, like, at that time frame in my life. And now, later on, as you dive deeper into wrestling, it's like, and uh, <laughs> he also produced when we were doing intense TV. Yeah. He produced a whole episode. That's down awesome. There. He gave, that he gave awesome. Me, me and another guy the most racist promo ever to, to say. <laughs> and it's like, all right. <laughs> Sure. And Bickens and I always joked before he died that he was gonna, we were gonna bring him in for a jailet just because we had, uh, we had a couple really good days with him because JT brought him in twice, I think, tw- two or three times, and every time JT would just leave him for us to babysit him, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, I think I think back on that though, and I I would go, man, it's so fucking weird that we've <laughs> uh, gotten drunk with Buddy Landell before. Lemon drops, baby. Um. Before we we go into further episodes, uh, there's just some some fun Biggins sound bites that I, I picked out, including a, one of my favorite stories that, that Biggins ever told, which was uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas ends this. But here we go. That's J A K 
Prince.com. This is owner dude, Chandler. Now, Taylor, Michigan, I don't want to, you know, bury it too bad, but it was Taylor Tucky. I think uh, the girls uh, tipped the scales uh, very high. There was a lot of barbed wire arm tattoos, and there's a lot of uh, sharing of wallet photos of children. Teddy Hart's, you guys are falling for it. He's a performance artist. This is like, yeah, he's a he's a performance artist. This is, this some- is like when Shia, LaBeou- or Shia LaBeouf or whatever watches all his movies in an elevator. You think fucking Tom Hanks was dreaming about on that island for five years? Tom Hanks, probably Angelo's Pizza. Angelo's he loves Pizza, it. number one. He loves it. Number one. Oh, you went right <laughs> your shit there, dude. <laughs> you did. Number one, uh, Angelo's Pizza make you humble. Of course. April showers uh, bring, like, two feet of snow in one day. Uh, it was an out-of-nowhere... <laughs> As the old adage goes, the old saying goes. So he wrestled in a blue singlet. Well, he didn't think to change, so he just put his street clothes on over his uh, singlet. So he gets in the ring, and Thorne and uh, Thribbley are brawling in the crowd. All of a sudden, he gets in the ring and starts calling spots to Moonshine McGee. Who is not a wrestler. Who is not a wrestler and doesn't understand because to him, wrestling is just like, oh, it's a good time, and he's completely drunk. So the, he calls a shoot DDT and grabs him and DDTs him, giving Moonshine McMahon a concussion while he's already covered in blood from getting beat with a kendo stick. And drunk. Then, well, then yeah. here comes the money shot. So this business partner starts hitting the ropes and running the ropes like the ultimate warrior <laughs> and then decides that he's... All gonna, while there's a riot going on. Yeah, there's a riot going on. And the hard cam footage of this is on the DVD. It's hilarious. He thinks he's going to help the riot situation by stripping naked and showing his penis to the crowd. Police officer. <laughs> a police officer. <laughs> nothing, nothing solves a riot like a penis. Just dropping a dick out there. <laughs> yeah, just putting a dick out in the open. So he takes all his clothes off, but he's so drunk that he doesn't know he has a singlet on. To him, in his mind, he's completely naked. So he's hitting the ropes doing pee-pee dances, and like he's just like grinding. He's like, hey, baby, look at this. He, he thinks he's he helicoptering. Thinks, he thinks he's helicoptering his dick. Yeah, but he, not, his, his, he thinks his dick is out. It's not. It's in a singlet. He's got a full wrestling gear on. He doesn't realize it. So he is just going mad. Oh, Thorn, Moonshine McGee's laying on the ground moaning. Thorn and the Thrillbilly get back in the ring. Uh, they're working a match. Well, then all of a sudden... This guy shoots Moonshine Monk McGee back in the ring. Thorne's on the top rope about to do a double stomp. And this guy starts pee-pee dancing between Thorne and the Thrillbilly. <laughs> so Thorne is just standing on the top rope to come off of it. While this guy is standing between him and his opponent doing like a pelvic thrust. He thinks that dick is out, dude. He thinks that- <laughs> he must have been. He must have thought the whole crowd was impressed. So then... Him and Moonshine Mug McGee, Moonshine Mug McGee is like out cold, basically. He picks him up and starts shooting him off the ropes. But then Moonshine Mug McGee is so out of it by being drunk and concussed that Moonshine Mug McGee hits the ropes and just crumbles like into nothing. <laughs> well, this guy starts putting the boots to him and Thorne is just like, get the fuck out of the ring, man. So I come down and try to pull him out of the ring. And meanwhile, this is a Cleveland cop and he could probably kill me. He grabs me and he goes... Work with me, kid. And then just pops me in the face. But it was a work punch. But he pops me. And thank God it was a work punch or I'd be dead. But he, like, brawled with me through the curtain into the bag. So he loads all his stuff into his bag. He's still in his singlet, so he thinks he's completely naked. 
Well, he starts to leave, and all his stuff is falling out. Well, Tyler Black is a lot, like, Tyler Black is ready to go. You know, he had been paid and everything. He walks up to Tyler Black, and he goes, you are so handsome. I want to make love to you. <laughs> and Tyler Black is like, he's you know, the most he's like a, serious guy ever. Yeah, he's a serious guy. You know, he was just like, I got to go, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. There's a big, big and super cut right there. Yeah. <laughs> Had to end it with his thanks. There's probably a, a way more good, good oh, stuff. Oh yeah, over those 58 so episodes. Yeah, uh, that was that was the the nightmare nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, it was supposed to be a about. gauntlet for the gold three, but <laughs> didn't work out that way. I just remember recording that that episode and him telling his story, and I was I mean I was in tears every time he kept saying pee pee dance because like just the audio. That's one of those moments where just the audio doesn't do it justice because Biggins was. Uh, Big on act outs. Update. Um, the person in question is now a chief of police <laughs> outside of Cleveland in a, in a town. No way, really? Yeah. Uh, he told. That's what he told me after he told me he listened to these podcasts recently and was very upset with me. Wow. But he said he's uh, now a chief of police in a small town somewhere near Youngstown, I think. Oh. Hmm. Back on the force. Well, right. How about well, that? Good for him. Well, the the last sound clip that I have to play is uh, another one that got really popular. And uh, one of the things that people love about the AIW podcast over the years are uh, John Thorne's bad days. <laughs> well, brother, I had a lot that we haven't even talked about. I yeah, I, I know. And your worst day is yet to come. Oh Thorne. boy. Jesus. <laughs> Whether, Where do you keep that dead horse that you continually beat, Josh? <laughs> Carries it. Yeah. He's a large man. He's going to he's going to the gym for the second He's been time doing today. doing kettlebells while we were waiting to fucking press record. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's not TV ready. Still don't look TV ready, though. I know. Oh, boy. Lay off. Fuck about TV. Yep. Back off, pal. Oh, all right. <laughs> Back off, pal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you want to go to Applebee's? <laughs> certain, certain, certain. Someone that said they were mounting a comeback. Uh, Let's but, see how that goes. But yeah, there have been a lot of, lot of instances. One eighty-seven. A lot of instances mentioned where you've had bad days, and whether it's going into a show or bang, after a show. Bang. But uh, not always do we get to really capture these moments on podcasts, like like we did this one. <laughs> Let me see the number. I'll call from my phone. He probably has you like, hey, don't answer. You gotta, you gotta seven zero. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, so what was? What Wish was we it? had the wife's name or phone number. Call her, Sabrina. What? Put it on oh, speaker. Put it on speaker, brother. Dude, he's doing some weird fucking hacker shit with his phone. Sid, John, what's up? Man, I just got back from the airport. State in the Union, brother. So you had a bad day. That was Hornswoggle or Swoggle, I should say, and uh, Eddie Kingston were on that one. And 
that that was at my apartment. That was the day after Swaggle and I had a nice little comedy this show. Is your old old spot. Yeah, my old spot, and we were all hungover, and he was laying on his gym mat and. I a, slept at your house. Like, you know, his gym mat. You <laughs> put the baby gate around the gym mat. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just a little gym mat that he used to sleep on. And if there were too many people, but Thorne and Eddie heard sleep that was on the bad, couch. That was a bad day for me. It was uh, turned out. It turned out one good. of the most. I, I don't even know how to word it. It turned into be like one of the biggest promotional pieces for AIW ever. Actually, yeah, you know, but like that moment in time. Oh, it's, so that's, I, feel, I, I like, I if I could have just crawled into a casket and just closed it, I would have. And you can hear it. That episode, the three of us are just laughing at you. Yeah, you're you so motherfuckers. <laughs> that believe it or not, as we sit here, episode two hundred. That's episode eighty one. Wow, it yeah. doesn't seem like that was that long ago. No, no it doesn't. It's that far back. I mean, it was a while ago because EC three is went to the WWE. Not, yeah, not in the WWE. And That's it, true. back in impacts, like right. a lot has happened, but it's full does, circle. It does not feel that's his final. That was his, he, that ends yeah. up being his final AIW appearance, at least, you know, as of this recording. But, uh, yeah, uh, that was seriously like if, like, if there was like a hole in the ground, I would have just went in there and said, just put fucking dirt over me. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, that's how I felt. Like, I felt like, like, I was letting the fans down. You know what I mean? And like, I guess that really, that is kind of a good way to end it because that's really what the purpose of this podcast was, was to explain things. But at that moment, like, dude, I felt like, I felt like that was, yeah, that was it for me. Well, I thought that was it for AIW. That's the last soundbite I have, but it's obviously there's many more well, podcasts. Lauren, if you want to make it up to the fans. <laughs> I'd how say there's be, only how one would that way. Be the end of the company. I'd say there's only one People way. People have canceled before, or I'd not say you lock that dog collar back were... on one more time. Well, it's not like we hung the entire existence on Sid showing up. Yeah, but at that point, we had we had really been coming through with meet and greets and things like that. Yeah, and I just felt like not. He already had that rep. He already had that rep. Yeah, you know what I mean. People were like, "Oh my God, Sid's here." Yeah, I think it was because people were saying. Oh, let me know when he cancels yeah. or when he know. And yeah. so, people were riding that train, well, and then it turns like, out that he didn't show up. It, and it's but it's like right around the holidays, we had a we had a really big presale, yeah. and I was really attributing that to Sid, you know. So I was like, "Fuck," you know, like this <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it was like the day before New Year's Eve, I think. I think it, it was uh, it was somewhere around there. But I was like, it was December 30. show. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was some that also started a run of Swaggle being and obsessed was, with being on the podcast. By the way, but that was like, but it was like everything else was going good. Like I think it was like sunny and no snow out. Like yeah, like a nice December. Oh yeah, day. It was it like, great? It was like, like fifty degrees, fifty or, something. or sixty yeah. degrees. Like everything that could go right for a show in December, except the fucking attraction showing up. Yeah, and I I just thought that that was going to be like because I always think like. I always think the worst. So it's always like, oh, well, all these people are going to be like, well, look, AIW fucking didn't deliver. AIW can't come through. You know, not going to AIW again. And, uh, man, that was... I was so just, like, burnt that day. Like, I was just at my wit's end. It was um, a short time later. We get uh, Swaggle Q&A, where we, for the first time, we get to the heart of the matter. Mm, the heart there of the it matter. is. <laughs> 
that happened. That's episode 88. And then, of course, we recap Day Drunk Swaggle later on. Which oh, she's very wow. upset about. Episode upset. 102. So he brings that up to... once a week that I quote, dis- tried to destroy his career. But, wow. he, but he sleeps at your house all the time. He, but he's very upset about it because I may have, or allegedly, <laughs> or maybe not, took out an ad in Oshkosh, Wisconsin <laughs> for fans of WWE Hornswoggle, the Facebook page. To listen to that episode? And his dad might have listened to it. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe some other extended family. Mm. And uh, he's very upset. He, he also did... Uh, he and Eddie I came to appear multiple times. <laughs> yeah. They appear multiple times together. He and Eddie. Uh, there's Hornswoggle and uh, MJF. But you know, speaking of meet and greets, that leads us to a, another great story uh, that Wes Barkley was a part Uh-oh. of. Episode one thirteen, lunch with Big Papa Pump. Oh yeah, and dinner, <laughs> Scotty. How many chicken breasts total over the day? Yeah. We're in we're in double digits at least, <laughs> maybe maybe eighteen to twenty three oh in my there. God. What was yeah. the uh, what was the meal? It was. Oh, let me see if I still remember. Mashed potatoes. Was cracker barrel on the side. Yeah, cracker yeah. barrel. Six chicken breasts. Uh, maybe some broccoli or, or green beans, something like that. But I remember he said, "And the dumplings. Bring the dumplings out. I know they're ready." I was like, "Oh my god!" So, yeah, uh, Scotty. I, I I hope he's doing all right. I know you had some health issues, so he lost his Shonies. Yeah. yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't lose it. He uh, actually responded on Twitter. That he is rebranding it into a sports bar. Love it, oh. love it. Hey, Scotty, look, you I don't. Text, you texted him. I thought about texting him. Yeah, I didn't. You did. I texted him when he had the problems at Impact. I reached out. I just said, "Hey, hey, Scott, it's Wes from Cleveland. I hope you're doing all right." He said, "Thanks, Wes. Means a lot. I appreciate it." I was like, "Yes, sir. That's pretty cool." So I'll go to that new sports bar any day of the week. Just let me know when it opens, Scotty, and I'll be there. How about that? That's a. That's the one thing that I'll say about AIW, which I think makes us different than the, I guess, template for modern indie wrestling, is we do bring in these fucking legendary guys, and like it becomes such like urban legend, you know, even just amongst us. Yeah, we have so much to talk about and laugh about, and like I thought so when I was doing my. uh, my super secret uh, thing in Columbus a couple weeks ago. They said that uh, Scott Norton. They, they said that Scott Norton was real crabby to deal with. I said, "Yeah, he's a grumpy guy." I had corned beef hash with him once at the XYZ uh, at, on, on Detroit yeah, XYZ Avenue. Tavern, yeah, and uh, it it's just so funny that like you could just rattle off so much stupid stuff like that based yeah. on what's happened in AIW. Because that's, I don't know why, and it probably doesn't make sense to fans, but it is like, if you are one of us, it is just so funny. He told me I, I got know. a great handshake, and I never need to change it for wrestling. <laughs> he said too many people in wrestling have a pussy handshake. That's why I respected mine. Which but one? Who said that Scott one? Norton. <laughs> Getting the firm one? Yeah, Plus, they're all, for the vast majority of them, are so cool when they come yeah, in yeah. that sure. it and makes it better. We've never even gotten to the heist of Kevin Nash, either. Kevin Nash heist. I was just going to say, when you said everyone was so cool, it's like, you know, Sabu was salty at the beginning, but then he, he had a yeah. trip He had a trip yeah. over we've, a... We've, he, you we, know found, things, we found the, the prescription to, to get yeah, Sabu. But you know the uh, silver side, Sidebar? Yeah. Sidebar? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, this is breaking. Breaking ago, news. Breaking news. A couple weeks ago in Indianapolis, we're uh, after 
the uh, alleged uh, fights in the street of Indianapolis. Um, oh God! After I sure you were open, we're back at the Wyndham, and uh, there's a bunch of us drinking in Fonzie's room. And Fonzie is trying to order wonton soup, which is hilarious to me. I, I kept yeah. trying to videotape him. Go, Give me some of that wonton soup, Daddy. I want some wonton soup, maybe some fried rice. I don't. Oh, it's so I, funny to me. Why? I don't know why. Cracking me up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Fonzie just decides he's gonna drunk dial Sabu. Like, Facetime. Like, like you know, like you get you That's get. What I heard. That's what I heard. We you weren't get, there. Yeah, you we get weren't drunk, there. That's what I heard. girlfriend or something. You know, you get drunk, you start texting people. Yeah. Fonzie's just like speakerphone, Sabu phone call. And like, we're just cracking up. And he's just like, hey, daddy, how you doing, Sabu? Good. What have you been up to? Nothing. It's like three in the morning. It's like, yeah. And like, Sabu just like has one word answers to him. He's like, shit sucks. No work. Fonzie, you want me to talk to my boss, John Thorne? You want me to talk, <laughs> you want me to, talk to my boss about coming in? AIW Cleveland? Sabu. Yeah, I was there once. <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> I, think, I think Sebu, I, all business. I think yeah. Alley Cat like tweeted a video of this, like a portion of it. Yeah, <laughs> but we were all cracking up because like Sabu, like Fonzie's just drunk dialing Sabu at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning in a hotel room, and he's telling him he's going to talk to his boss on his behalf, <laughs> John Thorne. What were all these fights in the street? Oh, well, we won't get. We to won't that. get into that. We won't get into that. Uh, that's, that's fucking way behind the paywall. Right? All right, all right, yeah. Fonzie. <sighs> I mean, Fonzie has been a great addition to AIW. He was a great interview. We, you know, he's he was a part of the podcast, and then thanks but, to him, Raven no, dropped in. But like you were saying, like Sabu was salty at first, yeah. but then he turned out to have. Oh a, yeah. yeah. Well, he. I was just gonna talk about how he ate shit. He tripped over this like parking meter, and then that kind of changed his mood. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Duke said too. He had the yeah. We the found medicine. We found the quote unquote prescription to. Uh, <laughs> Raven. Sabu in his happy place. Raven, great. He was a good dude. <laughs> all yeah, time. All time. That's a story that didn't really hear. What? With him and Gage. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. This is kind of, you know, this is Breaking news. Oh, right, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so after WrestleRage or whatever the fuck, we had that match with Gage, and we whooped, we whooped our ass and beat him for sure, probably. Yeah. And so uh, Gage, you know, he's thanking me for not killing him in the ring and all that in the back. And Raven comes in to, uh, Raven took a liking to me during a seminar because I've watched all of the Secrets of the Rings with the Raven, so I knew every answer. Well, every you did a seminar earlier. In the yeah, day. no, yeah. So, yeah, so no, so during yeah, so during a seminar, I knew every answer to every question he was going to ask. So he just loved me, and uh, I got him all correct. And uh, so he watched our match or whatever. And he came in to talk to us in this tent in the back or whatever. And Gage was in there, you know, thanking me for not killing him. Yeah, and uh, he comes in and he's like about to say something, and Gage just turns to him and he just goes. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and then Raven just turns around and walks away. And I'm just like, all right, all right whatever. <laughs> and then Wes tries to talk to him, and he's just fucking rattled by Gage. Uh, he was iced. Yeah, he was iced. But that was, I did love Raven. And when Thorne sent me out there to throw that chair to him, that was fucking awesome. Well, shout out to Nick Gage, too. He's yeah. uh, coming, coming he's working his injury. way back from an injury. Yeah, yeah he's on the IR. I right cameo now. from Nick Gage. <laughs> What he hurt his ankle or something? It's uh, it's knee? a different story. Everybody asking. I don't know. Okay, I've heard different things, but uh, so injuries you got from somebody tangled with the shooters. Somebody build up over time. This is what this is what I'll say. <laughs> I beat him. I beat him. This is what I'll say because Nick Gage, all he ever wants to do is be on the AW podcast, and he hasn't yet. 
Buy buy a cameo from Nick Gage, plugging the AW podcast. Somebody <laughs> out there, and we'll put it on the intro. Yeah, just no, yeah. or just oh. or just put it on put it on your own Twitter or send yeah. it to us. Buy a cameo from Nick Gage, and uh, tell him to promote the card yeah. is going to change. Yeah, and uh, the AW podcast. Make sure he knows it's the AW podcast because yeah. you know you got to get you got to lay it all out there for him. But uh, buy well, a cameo. Where else, where else can you have a Nick Gage cameo where he? He says MDK and drops a couple f bombs and then says Happy Fourth Birthday, Susie. I mean, <laughs> Susie. Uh, you have a Fonzie and Raven dropping in. It was was great. And uh, what about we had we had our sit down with Glacier as well. In that was a, awesome. Oh, did you, the did Glacier you, seminar. Did your blood run cold? Was Glacier was like the coolest dude until he saw the sheet. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how that went. That's and how I, it goes a lot of times. I mean, isn't Thor it? and I sat there recording that. We had it. It was set John, on losing. like this little cart inside was, a huge. It was in a conference room at the, at the fucking Hilton or something. Yeah. John, sitting, I didn't know he was a champ. We're just sitting in the middle of this conference room with wow. the podcast set up on, the, on a cart, just talking to a microphone. And he's telling us all these Did stories. You get the, the hospitality staff come in, make sure you got enough water and, and yeah, uh, they were snacks. Great. They were great. And Thor and I were like, this is going to be an amazing day. And then we got the tequila jacks. The fucking mood changed, brother. <laughs> yeah, we cold. He wanted to wrestle me. He just kept asking, you're not wrestling? Really? I'm like, no, I haven't even debuted yet. He's like, come on, you're not on the show? I think he wanted to do business with me or something. I don't know. He knew Bring him pre- back. He, he knew you could lose. Wow. <laughs> we, that was uh, a weird day, too. Undefeated, because, buddy. Because Janela broke his finger broke his on finger. that punch. Yeah. That yeah. Punch. I still got those. So I had no ice because I never have ice. And like Janela drove to Giant Eagle and uh, bought frozen peas. <laughs> and they're still in my freezer to this day. He bought frozen peas. And you know what happened right before, right before, before that? Them. Yeah. You unboxing. I'm going to unbox those peas. I smoked Mance Warner just like my boy the Iceman's about to do with Collective Weekend. It's a good yeah, segue. Buddy. Yeah. Great. Uh, we've had, we've also had some, some fan episodes on this podcast, we're about to we're about Gold the fans, Steenies. the Goldsteins, uh, some Pod that. Van Dam guys, right? You had to sit sit down with them. Yeah, and Rick our, Nelson was on one. Rick Nelson, Rick Nelson uh, was our very first fan one. We we chatted with him. Dude, <laughs> can you please turn the sound off on your phone? Yeah, yeah. seriously, what's up with that? your cell phone, brother. I don't know. Jesus. Sorry, man. John Thorne, we sat down and talked to Rick Nelson. Rick Nelson just he bought that Patreon tier so we could teach him how to run UXWA and he unsubscribed. <laughs> Wait, what? We, we what's he did the master class. If man. you go what's back the and master listen class, to, you teach people how to book shows and stuff. Hundred bucks, bro. <laughs> if you go back and listen to that podcast, John Thornton and I sat there and answered took a, a bunch down, of man, after that. Rick Nelson ruined it for everybody. one and done. Bunch of questions from Rick Nelson, and Rick Nelson was asking us about working and running a promotion. All and of then a sudden, he buys in the UXWA, UXWA, bro. Cancels his Patreon sub, buys in the UXWA. Yeah. Is that what Mikey did to get you to come out to Crown Point? I'm still waiting for the check. That hundo. I'm still waiting for the check to clear. I've been getting a lot of consulting why? gigs, dude. Yeah. Rise Wrestling, Pittsburgh, check them out. Marcus Mann, Duke, you'd be you'd be happy I'm to like know. John Taffer, the Indies, brother. <laughs> Shut it down. Oh, great! We're upselling all our all our concessions. Just went up a dollar. At some point, I want to go through. I don't know that I really want to, but say this facetiously, I want to go through the podcast and find out how many times John Taffer's been referenced. Biggest loved it. Just, a lot. just a multiple. That Watch a little Taffer today. today before I came over here. There, there are every Sunday, dude. So many references to him, and uh, it's pretty random. Anyway, you had a question. I believe you had a question for me. Uh, I, I just wanted you to know that part of the 200 episodes 
is a pop culture Pete. Oh, of course. You were within the 200 episodes. It wasn't a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. We let the people listen to it. Yeah, we did. We did Congrats. sneak a couple of those. Sneak a couple of those Patreon premiums out there. Yeah, yeah. Free preview. Yeah, yeah like a half hour, 15 minutes. Dude, what's your top five rappers of all time? Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Oh, that's only one. So, I don't yeah. even know who that is. Yeah, yeah. It's only one, not five. So. But those are, uh, those are just some of, I know it seems like a lot, but those are some of the highlights throughout this, this whole journey that we've had for 200 episodes. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do we feel like doing 200 more episodes? We'll see. As long as there's no <laughs> earth-threatening disease anymore, yeah, probably. This, this thing started in 2000, 2016. The year so I graduated high school. Four years been podcasting. It's crazy. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I thought that when when I uh, took over joining you guys in this that we would be here. This is what I'll say though. I will say that it there. It's like it's like a wave. You know what I mean? Like it, it did get a little discouraging seeing the download numbers go down and stuff like that. To where it was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. But then for every time I feel like I don't know if I want to do it. There's like. So like the people that are listening are like such huge fans of it. Yeah, you got the shooters on. It's but it's like really like it's like it's really hard because it's like man, this sucks. Like we're down like four thousand downloads a week. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like our listenership went down four thousand people. But like (laughs) the people that are listening, they really enjoy it. So it's like it's it's really hard. Like it's really like conflicting. Like it really depends on my mood. Like. Man, I'm so pumped to podcast, or it's like, man, I don't know. Like, like the whole COVID thing where I was just like, fuck it, we're taking months off. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just can't find the motivation to do it. And I mean, the wrestlers enjoy it too. Nick Gage, big fan of the podcast. He loves when we rip on Dr. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, come on. What, uh, I guess, as we wind this down, what's, uh, <laughs> what are favorite moments of this? Podcast, because I know you guys, uh, you all listen. But uh, what are some of your favorite moments? If we didn't cover them, all of them. Next, <laughs> any 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 moment that includes me, yeah, are my favorites. Yeah, same here. But you two specifically, the shooters, you guys really were. I do enjoy. I do enjoy uh, the shooters. W- no, yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy West Barkley's hard sell. When oh, we yeah. have Let's get a hard uh, sell Monday, going. yeah. When we, when we Let's get a hard sell for the collective. What do we on. got? The whole thing or just us? October 9th, October 8 p.m. 10th. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I held my tongue when we're talking about all these funny stories about one man standing up now. One man, Bill Alfonso. Everywhere I go, it seems you, you got a tracker on my phone, or I don't know what it is, right? And to pull the curtain back, I've been having nightmares, okay? I wake up in the middle of the night sweating. And all I hear is this damn whistle. I see a chair thrown at me, and I wake up. So, Bill Alfonso, October 9th, I hope you bring a freaking hazmat suit or something, because I'm throwing your ass headfirst into that barbed wire. And speaking of barbed wire, no rope barbed wire match. My man to the left of me, my my left-hand man. Wait a minute, now he's my right-hand man. You know what I'm saying. Joshua Bishop taking back the gold from Matt Justice. Both the belts. Yes, sir, blue and red. Matt Justice, you got bugs in your eyes. You've been running the pack for too long, and it's time for the intense icon to take over. And if you're not sold on that, you're going to see the singles debut of the Iceman, 
Ricky Bricks, Mr. Brickster, taking out that punk Mance Warner. And we take out Second Gear Crew for good. And also, Mordecai is going to be there. So, be there, be square, and remember, like I always say, there's no squares in my circle, and you can bet on that. See, that was more of a promo than a hard sell, but I'll take it. It all blends together these days. I'll take it. I don't even know who I am, all right? (laughs) Fight TV, buy it. Yeah, buy it on Fight TV. Order the pay-per-view on Fight What's our what's our price there? Do we know? Twelve ninety nine, I think. Twelve ninety nine. I believe twelve ninety nine. Twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. You can see me execute Matthew Justice live on pay per view. He wants to go too. I think <laughs> he's gonna go fucking six feet under and straight to hell. Wow! Wow! wow. Well, hey, this has been uh, a fun, incredible journey. Uh, for 200 episodes. Uh, it's been fun for me. Whatever that math is, 178 for me. I guess 79. Whatever. Uh, but uh, thank you all for riding along with us and we hope that you continue to do so for 200 plus more and uh, come out and support AIW October 9th in Indianapolis or buy it and watch it on Fight TV if you can't do so don't forget to subscribe to the podcast follow AI Wrestling on all social media and uh, you know subscribe to IWTV use your code ABSOLUTE get yourself a 5 day free trial oh. catch up on AIW yes also, sidetrack, if you're a gear maker, hit me up in the DMs, and if you're not going to charge me 200 to $300 for a fucking rush fee for one pair of trunks, please, because I'm trying to get a pair of white trunks made for the collective to wear, but right. uh, yeah, two fucking hundred dollars for a rush fee, are you kidding me? There you go. That's from Josh Bishop. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm about to learn how to. I'm trying to learn how that to guy, sew. That guy, Bob Serpentini over that here. Guy is, uh, that guy is not a sponsor of the AIW who? podcast. No. Bob Serpentini. No, he's not the oh, one who does. You, are you kidding me? Yeah, he is. No, Serpentini is American <laughs> and proud. Oh, right. It's. I'm sorry. It's the Nissan guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, I forget his name. Mike. Is it Damato? Mike Damato. Yeah. 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 Mike Damato here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Nissan of North Olmsted. Yeah. And we got a deal for you. Anyway. Uh, $12.99, that's a deal if I've ever heard one. People in Cleveland will get that reference. Yeah. Nobody else will. I will leave you with this. Yes. Uh-oh. For the Dog first hard. time ever. <laughs> first time ever. Yep. Stick around. Oh. And you will get the Chandler Biggins werewolf news story <laughs> right now. <gasps> Boy, is this ever strange today, Wilma. Halloween may still be at least three weeks away, but a ghoulish story is already evolving in Bainbridge Township. Police there say Saturday night a man claiming to be a werewolf terrorized a local family. As Liz Clayman tells us now, the werewolf story would be funny if it weren't so doggone scary. It's not often that you see the word werewolf on the front page headlines, but this story was no joke. This quiet street with the handmade sign and the tree-lined road became a site of horror for some residents who called police to say a crazy man had crashed into their home. We found out that he had just entered the home, was running through the home, uh, terrorizing the residents. And when he was approached by the husband, he suddenly dived through a screen door. He was tackled and was yelling to our officers that he was a werewolf and to leave him alone. And here's the so-called werewolf, 18-year-old Ayaz Dean of Chagrin Falls. Now here's the scary part. Police tell us that before the suspect charged into the resident's home, he was for some reason charging through this pond here and 
Therefore, he had this green algae dripping all over his head. The pond is just a stone's throw from the home where the ordeal began and ended. A number of times he was he just um, was kind of ranting and raving at this point and saying that he was a werewolf to our officers. And what did these officers think? Well, obviously they knew they had a troubled young man and they just attempted to take him into custody at that point. Nearby residents Stormy and Janice could not believe the story. Yes, and it's not the 31st. My birthday is the 31st. I could take offense. Instead, from now on, they'll take precautions. I never locked the doors. Guess what? I will now. Yeah, me too. In the meantime, the alleged werewolf has been charged with breaking and entering. In Bainbridge Township, Liz Clayman, News Channel 5. We tried to reach the suspect today, but his family told us he had no comment.